Hello and welcome to The Huddle. Liam Sanamaria back with you. A tick over a week since the Sydney Kings hoisted the championship trophy. Uh, an epic championship series went the distance with the New Zealand Breakers and the Kings, too good in the end, back-to-back champs. Uh, one of the heroes of that win is going to join us on the show today, Angus Glover. Uh, fresh off signing a new deal with the Sydney Kings and uh, becoming a back-to-back champion. So sit back, relax. Up next, Angus Glover. Gus, great to see you, mate. Um, congratulations on, on all fronts, mate. How you feeling? Thanks, mate. Uh, yeah, feeling pretty good. Um, feeling better than last week, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, obviously super excited to be back in Sydney. Awesome, man. Let's start. Let's start right there. That's the uh, the fresh news, um, hot off the press. Uh, new multi-year deal. Talk us through it. Yeah, no, nah, I thought it was a pretty easy option for me. Um, yeah, just the faith the club's shown me um, since my time in the club. Obviously, we thought my career was done back up in Cairns during that COVID year, and and um, fast forward now. Um, yeah, two-time champ and. Um, yeah, just the just all the resources that they've thrown at me, um, especially that first year, and and obviously um, continued to get better um, last year and this year, um, and then also the vision that the club's taking going forward as well. I wanted to be a part of that for sure. Nice. The head honcho Paul Smith said the other day he wanted you to be a king for life. Um, the price just immediately went up, right? When he said that, surely. Yeah, for sure. Nah, um, yes, nah. Me and Smith obviously have a pretty good connection and. And um, yeah, no, just happy to be here for another two. And um, if that can be longer, then then great for sure. Awesome. Hey, um, you said the words yourself just a moment ago. Two-time champion. H- how does that sound and feel? Yeah, not gonna lie. Um, probably still hasn't fully sunk in yet. But um, yeah, definitely reflecting probably over this next next week or so, um, and gathering my thoughts and everything like that. It's been a chaotic week. Um, obviously, we're celebrating and. And, uh, and just enjoying everyone's company before we all go our separate ways in the off season. But um, yeah, no, nah, it's really, um, really cool to um, obviously win one, but to go back to back, as we all know, is pretty rare. So um, yeah, really, really cool. And um, yeah, just soaking it in, that's for sure. To have that kind of success, right? To like be, become a two-time champion and have that sort of championship success for for some players means certain things right if you're an import you come in and that's great you've, you've had a good time in australia and then you move on to the, sort of the next thing but for someone like you someone like me you know like i didn't get that but we both grew up as little kids watching this league you know our, our hero my heroes were andrew gaze and your heroes were glenn savile and matt campbell and these type of guys so to to go from there that little kid to now kind of writing your own history in the record books. I imagine it feels a little bit extra special. Yeah, for sure. Um, like what you said, we grew up watching the league and and I think a pretty cool thing is we've watched it grow into what it is now. Um, and obviously, we, you've obviously been around longer than me, so you've obviously seen it at a high point before and, um, and then seeing it dip off a bit and then back to where it is now. So, um, yeah, obviously I've heard stories about what it was like uh, when it was booming in the 90s and everything, but... Um, for me personally, seeing seeing it grow into what it's become um, and to be a part of that is really cool. And to say we're at the top of the mountain um, whilst it is where it is, um, is pretty cool as well. But um, I think it's going to continue to grow. Um, you saw 
record crowds uh, throughout the year, a Christmas Day game, record crowds throughout the grand final series. Um, yeah, basketball's in a really good spot right now, and I think it's really going to continue to grow. For sure. Um, hey, you spoke about it being a hectic week. Let, let's let's go back to the to the kind of the moment when that hectic week started, which was when the buzzer sounded and you guys celebrated the fact that you were back atop that mountain. Um, talk me through your memories of, of those moments, the celebrations with your teammates, your family, what took place in the locker room, the shoey and the like, uh, and the reception from, from the, the King's faithful, you know, when you guys went down the escalators and, 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 and um, you know, got to celebrate that moment with them. Yeah, I mean, just to hear the roar, obviously once the siren went, uh, yeah, pretty cool and, um, I thought it was pretty surreal that the first person I hugged was Zave, um, being an Elora junior with myself and and uh, growing up together. We were injured in that f- in my first year in Sydney together, um, so we've been through the walls a fair bit. Um, and obviously to send him off that way, um, and for me to be that guy that was the first one there uh, to him was something I'll always remember um, for sure. And and then um, yeah, obviously swearing on national television as well was a highlight to a lot of my friends. Um, yeah, but no, nah, just, just um, obviously the fans were amazing. That 18,000 uh, for game three and five, but um, in particular game five, just uh, the roof uh, was elevated. And um, yeah, to see pretty much everyone stay um, whilst we lifted that trophy, uh, I'll never forget just seeing everyone sit in the crowd stand. And, and um, yeah, I mean, that was really, really cool. And then obviously... Um, we get to see Smithy come in in his uh, King Gong uh, boxing suit, whatever it is, um, yeah. in the locker room, and and um, yeah, obviously we all. Um, it's I think it's on a couple of the guys' Instagrams, but we sing our song and and pop some champagne, and um, yeah, Chase just uh, talking back on the year and how how much of a grind it was for us. It was obviously it was a different year to last year, where we kind of. Uh, built into the season um, and towards the end. Whereas this year we were at the top for the majority of the year and, and it was such, so much more of a grind. Um, we were hunted um, last year. Um, just felt like we'll not cruising, but um, we're just peaking at the right point. Whereas we dipped a bit at the end of this year. So we had to refine, uh, find ourselves again, really. Um, so he just spoke about all that kind of stuff and, and then, um, yeah, I think everyone knows um, I like a shoey. Um, so, yeah, pop, I did one of those. And Chase and I at the start of the year had a little bet that um, if we went back to back that um, Chase would have to do a shoey out of my shoe as well. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure he's thanking me for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, did that. And, and then, um, obviously, like you said, we um, walked down the escalators um, at Kudos in front of a lot of Kings fans and, um, yeah, that was, that's something that's always going to stick with me. Just, um, the raw everyone got and the raw I got, um, yeah, just, I feel like it's, I've come a long way, um, over the years and, um, never in my wildest dreams, I'd think, uh, I'd win one championship, let alone back to back. And, and, um, yeah, just, um, just hearing those fans raw, um, as you're coming down the escalator is something I'm always going to sit with me and having my family there, um, my extended family, um, my partner, Kira, um, yeah, meant a lot to me. And, um, last year, even though it was great, we won, I didn't have, uh, Kira there, um, 
as she was back in Melbourne already with uh, MBL one and so yeah, this one meant obviously more to me having her here and um, yeah, it was pretty special. They absolutely love you, the Kings fans. How does it how does it feel being a fan favorite? Yeah, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, words can't really describe. Um, really words words can't describe what it's like to be honest um every time you run out there's a roar to your name and and the amount of people come up to me uh throughout the season and and say what they want to say to me um is pretty cool to hear and um yeah i mean just um i just like fighting for my team and um i think fans respect that and um, i'm willing to give whatever i've got out there and and um yeah obviously um people saw what i was like in game five um but yeah, I think I, I think I gain a lot of uh, fans' respect just because um, I like fighting for my group. Yeah, and and it, this was the case before Game Five, before what happened in that situation. Like um, we, after I think it was Game Three, when uh, myself and the other commentators we walked out of the arena, Kudos Bank. It was a while after the game had finished, and there were all those fans at the um, hanging over the edge of the the multi level car park out there, where, and they big cheer comes up and we and I was we were like oh hey cool thanks you know and then we look around and it was actually you were coming out the arena behind behind us it was it was for you that they they loved you before what happened in game 5 and now of course you're you're absolute legend of, of Sydney Kings basketball um talk us through what happened that night we're going to talk about the whole series and not just you, the team, and the secret to Sydney's success overall. But coming out of the grand final series, that one of the big stories was your performance. Now I know you're going to down, you're going to downplay how you were feeling. Xavier Cooks, when we spoke to him post game after the championship was won, downplayed how he was feeling over the course of the series. I know you're going to do the same, but you were clearly in great discomfort. Tell me firstly about what. What was happening for you? You, you, you got the rib issue. My understanding is like that your abs were spasming as well. What, what did you cop earlier in the game? Andrew Gaze picked it up at halftime. He's like, hey, Angus Glover's not, not right. Yeah, no, I think it was um, – uh, I think it was – I went for a layup um, and Brantley walled up really, really well. Um, and I must have caught some part of his body right on the spot. Um, and, yeah, kind of felt it from there on and – um, I was okay, and then yeah, half time came, and I was starting to cough and and wince a fair bit, and wasn't feeling too well um, at all, struggling to breathe a bit. Um, so where, what happened was um, I damaged a bit of cartilage that connects the rib to the sternum. Um, so and then on top of that, what what was the main discomfort was the ab, um, basically that was running uh, over the top of it. it, was spasming real bad. So my most comfortable position was actually being hunched forward um, mm. and where the ab was because it's the top ab. So I was struggling to breathe through my chest because every time I do that, it would stretch and, and same for my stomach every time I try and breathe. So yeah, it was difficult, but um, yeah, not like uh, I've played through worse. Um, it probably looked wor- worse, more worse than what it was, but uh, yeah, like no serious. It was more just um, I couldn't stand up because of that spasm. Um, so, but yeah, nice to know that it's not broken like some people were saying. It def- I knew it wasn't broken from the outset. Um, but yeah, no, 
probably sounds obviously a lot worse than it. Like a, um, probably doesn't, uh, yeah, I guess it is what it is. And must've just um, felt weird though. Right. Like, um, you knew you've got, like you took the hit to the ribs. Okay. I've got, I've got sore ribs, but then what was happening there with your abs and the impact that that was having on your breathing. Like we saw when you, Drew picked it up then, but when, when you then checked back into the game midway through the fourth quarter, and it was free throws were taking place, and you came out and you were hunched over grabbing your shorts. It wasn't because you were tired, it was because standing up straight wasn't comfortable, and you were, it looked a little like you were a bit distressed. Like, was there what were the thoughts going through your mind at that moment? Like, I've told coach I'm good to go, he's thrown me back out here. Can I really, am I really going to be able to do this? Yeah, like that never, that never really crossed my mind. Um, yeah, like I, I, honestly, I think the worst thing was the fact that there was a timeout after that. And I think it was Tim or DJ or someone hit me straight on the spot um, when I'm sitting down trying to breathe. Um, and that just made it 10 times worse. But um, yeah, honestly, like everyone knows what a cramp feels like. And like, it just felt like that really in my, in my ab and um, yeah, just, just struggled. And um, but at the end of the day, um, I just wanted to be out there and try and, um, try and will my way to, to the end. And, um, it felt a lot better straight away afterwards. Um, more because I wasn't getting the contact on it. Um, and I could finally stretch it out and, and get it in a position where it was feeling okay. And then once this ab stopped spasming, it wasn't too bad. Um, but, um, yeah, during the game, I just had to grit my teeth and keep going. But man, what a crazy course of events, like for a basketball lifer that's been through the ringer over the years. Then in that massive moment, late in the fifth, fourth quarter of a fifth game of a championship series, you're out there, you're hurt. And then for what happened, like the miss off the side of the backboard, like it's almost like it's a horrible miss, but it's like the perfect miss. It bounces straight back to you. And you talk about willing yourself to have an impact. You then willed yourself onto the rim through the traffic along the baseline. The rebound that where you took the hit and you're on the hardwood and then you hit the three. Like, have you been back and, and watched that period of time? And, and w- what are your memories of those kind of few plays? Yeah, no, I've, I've obviously watched the whole game back. Um, but yeah, I... I've been asked a lot of questions about the the um, side of the backboard and then rebound dunk. I like to say that um, I knew what I was doing, but um, <laughs> definitely not. Um, yeah, obviously Barry Brown uh, gave me a really hard closeout with like two seconds on the shot clock, so I just double clutch, chucked it up there. Um, yeah, saw it come back to me. Felt slow motion, honestly, the ball coming back. Uh, felt like I had a fair bit of time and, yeah, just came back and thought I had to go up because – there was about three breakers guys uh, straight in the key, so I didn't really have a choice to try and just go over the top if I could. And, and um, yeah, I guess we all know how that ended. And, and then, um, yeah, I think next next play down, Derek found me um, open at the top of the key. And, and um, yeah, just uh, Derek um, always tells me to just, just keep shooting the ball. And, um, yeah, so I just had the confidence and I knew um, all the work I've put in that um, – that I was gonna, uh, it was gonna go down. I just felt like in that moment, I've had some, I had a lot of trainings throughout the year um, where I'd hit some, some shots at the end of a training and and, and things like that. So um, I just thought um, it was always going in. Really, just had that mindset. Um, yeah. Enormous shot went all of a sudden from a seven point deficit. It's a two point game. Timeout. 
you guys have all the momentum. It was the start of the 14 to zip run. And the reason why Walton Jr. keeps telling you to shoot, Matt, is because you lights out now. Now, I remember your first, I remember your first NBL minutes. And I'm pretty sure you hit two threes in that first game. Is that right from the corner? Uh, I think so, yeah. Was it maybe your second game? Whatever it was, yeah. Yeah, for the Hawks, bang, bang. And and you could, the stroke has always been pure. I remember, like I wrote a couple of years ago, I tweeted this out the other day. You know, you had a season there as your last at the Hawks or you're 30% from three or something. And I'm like, no, no, no. Way better shooter than that. And this season, 45% from three over the regular season. Top five in the league amongst guys that shot 25 or more attempts. And then in the grand final series, mate, 56% from three, 10 of 18 overall. T- talk me through that, that, the work that has been done over the last couple of years on the stroke. Yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll rewind it to that, my last year in Wollongong. Um, just, uh, I think I was like zero of 30 or something ridiculous to start the, start the season shooting the three. And, um, I just felt really rushed. Um, I didn't really take my time on the shot. Um, and then second half of the year, I realized I can slow down and actually take my time and still had plenty of time to get the ball up and um, made a drastic improvement that year. And, and then moving to Sydney, um, I worked a lot with Kev, Kevlish um, on just tweaking little things like bringing the ball a bit closer to my body and instead of slingshotting it a bit, I tend to do sometimes um, when I miss short. Um, so we worked on that, worked on getting my arc up a little bit higher, um, which, um, yeah, has been a bit of a process over the two years. And and um, I think last year um, after the final series, I think uh, allowing time off with um, the bone bruise I had in my knee um, during the off-season, I really worked on that arc stuff um, just around the rim. And um, as I got healthy again, I started moving back out at the three-point line and I, I saw a massive difference. And... And, um, yeah, I think, like, I've always been able to shoot the ball as a junior and everything, but I think um, just making little tweaks throughout um, over the years has really helped me. And um, I think, yeah, I've had plenty of confidence this year coming in shooting the ball, and um, everyone knows my strength really is getting on the rim and getting by guys, but um, now shooting the ball the way I'm shooting it, I feel like I can uh, try and be, like, a three-level scorer a bit. And um, But, um, yeah, just trying to... Um, be aggressive. Chase told me to go out and be aggressive basically when I came on and um, and yeah, that's what I tried to do. What's what's next? What's the next skill says the, the handles? What What's the focus over the course of this offseason? Yeah, I think a big thing for me is um, like I'm, I'm pretty good at obviously the catch and shoot but I want to um, add some moves into my threes or pull-ups or getting on the rim. I'm a pretty straight line driver Um and don't get me wrong, we have Derek Walton, so I don't need to dribble the ball to shoot a three. Um, I just find the right spot and he'll hit me or Xavier will hit me, whoever it was. Um, so, yeah, I think just um, adding in that next uh, next step of uh, being able to shoot the ball pretty well off the dribble and um, not not necessarily like just the one-bounce escapes. Like, um, they're pretty, um, pretty standstill shots um, still, just... Um, yeah, working on that. And then I think another thing is too adding in a bit of playmaking at the, at the rim. Um, normally I'm always there to finish, but uh, trying to get others involved a bit more, I think going forward, um, we'll just take my game to another level. What, um, what have you mapped out for yourself as kind of goals 
over this next period of time, like you've been ticking some big things off in recent times in terms of just staying healthy, getting back, playing up to a level that you want to, being a back-to-back champion now, performing like you just did in the ground. You have a double digits over the course of a five-game championship series. Got a whole bunch of votes in terms of um, uh, Larry Sengstock medal and the like. What what do you want to do next? Um. So, yeah, no, obviously, um, I think um, hopefully summer league over the next couple of years, I think, is a, a good step. And, um, yeah, I know that's going to be hard to crack, but, um, yeah, I think I think I can do it if I continue to put in the work and continue to get better. And, and um, yeah, I think just that's definitely one of the goals. And, obviously, every Australian's goal is to put on the Boomers jersey. Um, like, I've obviously done that before, um, but I want to do it at – Olympic Games or World Championships, and um, I know that's obviously going to be extremely hard. But um, yeah, I just want to keep putting in the work and and um, get to a camp even, and and just continue to see where I'm at. And um, yeah, so that's those two are the main things. And, and then coming into next year, just continue to to be aggressive and, and take my game to another level um, across the board. Really love it. Hey, I was going to I was to, you know referred earlier about asking you you know the secret to Sydney success like. It's such a silly question because there's so much that goes on and goes into doing what you guys have done, you know, what, what Paul and the ownership group do on a regular basis and have done to build the organisation. Uh, Chase's impact. Um, Chris Pongrass, the, the basketball IQ that he brings and the savvy that he, he brings to the table in terms of putting the roster together, identifying talent, the right types of people, making it all work in the salary cap, and then the players. But... If you had to try to pinpoint one thing as an organization that you guys have done and do really well that has resulted in this level of success on and off the floor, what, what, would, you, what would you point towards? Um, I think um, it starts obviously at the top with uh, our ownership group and, and um, uh, Chris Pongrass, but um, I think the willingness of them trying to push guys to get to the NBA, but also our coaching staff and the players we have want to come in and get to that next level, whether it's a Europe or an NBA deal. And um, I think um, there's been five guys in four or five years from Sydney go to the NBA um, and a bunch of other guys go to Europe and earn high level money. Um, So I really think we're a platform here. Um, A lot of times I think you see teams that, our platforms that don't win championships. We've been able to be a platform for guys to go earn more money overseas or or make the NBA. Um, but we've also won championships at the same time doing that or competed for them um, as well before um, the back-to-back championships. So, yeah, I really think that um, I think everyone uh, from the top, if you come in here, they, they all want to help you. Um, yeah, like you can ask Bogues, Luke Longley, you can ask any of them questions about what it takes. Um, Chris, same thing. Um, obviously, Chase, everyone um, everyone talks about how we can improve to try and uh, get to that next level. And I think that's, uh, that sets us a bit um, different to everyone else, I think. That's cool. Um, uh, speaking about getting to the next level, Zave, over these last few days, man, like you talked about being back to, to growing up with him in Wollongong and making the journey into the, the big smoke together, winning championships together, embracing at the moment when you won the title again. 
But to see him now this week with the logo on his jersey out there achieving his dream in that regard, like what's that been like for you? Yeah, really cool. Um, I sent him actually, I sent him a message the night before game five, like this long text. Um, and then Zave's not very an emotional person, but he'll hate me saying this, but um, yeah, he, he replied. And, and then the next day at shoot around, he, he said he got pretty emotional just reading what I sent to him. And, and then what I, what he sent back, same thing. I was, I was emotional. Like we knew it was going to be our last time playing together at least for a while. Um, and uh, yeah, just to see him finally put on that Jersey and um, is pretty cool. And I mean, I've watched every game I can um, or watched highlights and everything like that. And um, yeah, plenty of, uh, obviously he's done plenty of media at the moment being new mm-hmm. over there. So following mm-hmm. up with that on, on Twitter or whatever it is and mm-hmm. still speaks fast, man. Um, <laughs> in an interview, he loves to speak fast, but you know what? Um, he, he knows I'll give him a bit of stick for that, but um, yeah, no, nah, full credit to him just to see the work he puts in every day um, at training. Um, yeah, just willingness to get better, willingness to help other people though as well. Um, I think it's a big thing. Um, he was he wasn't someone that only cared about himself he wanted to drag everyone else along with him for the ride in terms of all right, i'm getting better let's all right, pick up your game or whatever it is like he'll he'll try and help guys where he could um over the two years or over the three years really but um yeah just to see him finally have that wizards across his chest um i know he's going to be a, a successful nba player that's for sure massive holder fill for you guys yeah on and off the floor yeah I think the big thing is, though, we've got the best in the business that know how to find talent and know how to find guys that uh, fit our culture. And, and um, yeah, we'll see what comes from it, but I know we'll, we'll find the right fit. And you're going to have the budget to be in the mix in those conversations, unless you took all the cash, you know. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see how that plays out. Hey, uh, just to finish up, man, NBL 1, you're going to come down and, and, uh, and hoop with the Eltham Wildcats. I mean, I pity the, the teams that have to lace them up against you after watching what you just did in that NBL championship series. But uh, NBL 1 with the Wildcats, NBL 1 South, what, what are you uh, going to spend time with Kira down here, which is cool because the season is, is full on and you don't get to spend as much of that quality time. But uh, what, what are you hoping to get out of um, lacing them up with Eltham? Yeah, um, like I said to you before about things I want to work on is I think NBL 1 for a lot of guys um, and the WNBL uh, women as well is... NBL one is where we work on our th- work on our craft and try a couple new things here and there and um, yeah I'll I'll come in trying to work on um, a bit more off the bounce um, stuff my playmaking um, and I guess another thing the funny thing is we're actually really young like I'm actually one of the old heads on the team so um, yeah I guess um, taking trying to be a bit, bit more of a leader um, as well and and then um, yeah just uh, I'm not too fussed about um, numbers or anything i really don't care um i just want to win and be known as a winner wherever i go um and i feel like we've got a pretty good group to do that um playing with owen foxwell and calm calm dalton who are nbl guys as well and and sam short who's the next nbl guy so mm-hmm. um, you've got a pretty good roster but um yeah i think a big thing i really want to do is work on um those things i said and um I, the rest will take care of itself fun squad very yeah. fun squad you guys are going to have. And I tell you, if, uh, if, if DJ laces them up for Diamond Valley again for a couple of games, and if that happens to correlate between when Eltham played Diamond Valley, who 
our arch rivals in the, the northeastern suburbs here in, in Melbourne, um, I'm coming to that game. Yep, I like it. Now, there'll be plenty of uh, trash talk going on, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, DJ and I are, are boys, and um, yeah, it's going to be funny if we uh, end up playing against each other because we've obviously played with each other for so long now. And, and um, yeah, it'll be definitely weird um, playing juniors together as well and, and coming up through the seniors playing together. So, yeah, it'll be definitely weird playing against uh, DJ. But, um, yeah, no, if it happens, it happens. And um, I'm sure if he's not playing, he'll probably be talking some trash from the sidelines anyway. Knowing I suspect him. so. Yeah. I suspect so. Hey, mate, thanks for the chat. Congrats on the championship back-to-back. Congrats on the new deal. Congrats on just how you've been playing. And... Um, and thanks for squeezing us in. I know you're kind of uh, packing up the house and trying to get ready for the move back to Melbourne, but, but great to chop it up and, and, and all the best for the off-season and moving forward, man. No worries. Thanks for having me, mate. Cheers. Cheers.